Join Charles Comer and Jane Spencer as they dive headfirst into the chaotic world of Saturday college football games, dissecting all the jaw-dropping upsets and sharing their unfiltered opinions. They're here to give you the inside scoop on all the exhilarating twists and turns that make college football so unpredictable on the Over Under podcast. In three, two, good afternoon, wherever you are. George Truly, Charles Comer, and Jane Spencer on the Over and Under podcast. How you doing, James? What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? We got a lot to jump into. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot going on from yesterday. I guess we'll get right into it. Where do you, where do you want to start? Well, let's start with our records from last week. Uh, oh, come yeah. In, come in as 9-1. Came in as 7-3. and three. Uh, Was looking for... A little bit of help this weekend, and I and I got it. So um, after this weekend, I'm 15 and five. You know, still not leading the pack, and you're 17 and three. But I, but I, but I caught up. You know, I got I got a lot of catching up to do, but I still caught up a little bit. Two games, you know, nothing nothing too major. Nothing I still major. do this. Really, that's all it is. I mean, I only lost two. I mean, it is what it is. I, that's fine. Yeah, you, you say you're gonna catch up, but I don't see it happening. I, I, I do this, this. This week I'll catch up. All right. Whatever so you say. <laughs> All right, but let's just dive right into this. Uh, you have Notre Dame and Clemson, and it was a, re- a re- redemption game for Clemson, basically. Um, you got to put some respect on Dab O'Swinney's name and the Clemson Tigers. They obviously started out 4-4. Four and four, is not ideal for a championship team like Clemson or championship program, I should say. But I think Dabo lit a fire under the team, and the defense really showed some sparks during this game. Uh, you had Cade Klubnik, who was 16 for 26, 109 yards. But the real story of this was Phil Maffa. 36 carries, which is a lot of carries. I don't know how many. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of carries. Uh, 36 carries, 186 yards, averaging five yards a carry. Uh, coming into this game, Notre Dame was only allowing 120 yards on the ground, and Moffa literally destroyed them. Um, so, you know, my main takeaway from this game was definitely Clemson came to play because if you take last weekend Miami and the games before that, it it wasn't looking good. Dabo was having a lot of trouble on the radio. Um, he was hosting. People were telling him, "Why are we paying you eleven million dollars?" And we were going four and four. So Dabo had a lot to a lot to prove here. Um, what's it called? Clemson did come to play, but give it to Notre Dame for trying to fight back and almost coming back. But um. They, I feel like it could have been a runaway game for them if they would have started off hot. But I mean, that pick he threw uh, at the beginning of the, of the, I think it was the first half, and to uh, what's his name, Jeremiah Trotter, just that was deflating. They they were moving, and uh, I mean, give it to Clemson for showing up. I mean, like you said, Dabble over here acting crazy and just throwing everybody under the bus. He had to show up and do something because, I mean, 4-4 four and four for Clemson, I mean, that's not what you expect from that program. But um, uh, kudos to them for pulling that one out. Notre Dame fought as much as they could, but, I mean, that's the team that you have to go in there and beat, especially being uh, as high as ranked as you are. But as any given Saturday, when you, anybody can, can lose, which a, a lot of these teams were close to doing this week. But, again, kudos to Clemson pulling that one out. I think Notre Dame is really overrated. Uh, I think they just had a, a couple of good wins. They played a good game in Ohio State. I mean, Audric Estime was a running back in the preseason that was on Heis- was on a Heisman watch for a couple analysts, and he only had 86 yards. Hartman is a six-year college quarterback. Let me say that again. Six years he's been in this, <laughs> right? He yeah. is 0-5 and five against Clemson. In his last three or four games, he's committed nine turnovers. Louisville, he threw three interceptions, two fumbles. They lost 33-20. In this game, Clemson, two interceptions. They lost the game 31-23. In Pittsburgh, a game that they won convincingly, but however, still, he threw two red, zones, two red zone interceptions. Um, 
I mean, just Notre Dame lost every battle in his game. Thomas Possession, they had 28 minutes, Clemson 31. They had five penalties, 40 yards. Clemson was squeaky clean on penalties, zero. And yep. then they lost the turnover battle. You know, mm-hmm. they had three compared to three compared to Clemson's two. So overall, that interception was was costly. Yeah. Um but it was a good win by Clemson. They are five five and four. They have a chance to make a bowl game, which is good for Dabo. Uh, I don't think he's completely out the hot seat, but the wins for sure put some ice on it. Uh Notre Dame goes into a bye week and Clemson goes to host the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Mm. Don't we love the yellow jackets upsetting North Carolina last week? But <laughs> I can see them being Clemson to be honest. Unless Clemson just picks it up and they're just gonna have go on a win streak. Uh but I don't see it. I think this was just a, a good winner for them, but I don't see it turning over to next week. I feel like uh the yellow jackets will pull it out. But that's just What's me. Yeah, uh, you know. I I may bet that because there may be a maybe a win I take away from you because I don't I don't think you're on the right side of there. <laughs> All right, but let's go uh, to the neighborhood. Um, the final battle in Bedlam. You had Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. James, you know I love when Oklahoma teams loses as a Texas fan, and yeah, I was rooting. I was rooting for the Cowboys. I'm not talking about the Dallas Cowboys. I'm talking about the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, what are your takeaways from this game? Them Oklahoma State receivers were making some crazy catches. They they were any the, anything that they wanted. They were they were just moving the ball and um they I don't know they were just just dominant all around. And this dude uh, Ollie Gordon, thirty three carries, one hundred thirty seven yards, and two touchdowns. That man was unstoppable. Man, that I I never watched him play until this weekend, and that man's a real deal. This dude is crazy good. And then, um, really, Oklahoma they really shot themselves in the foot with the uh, the turnover turnover margin with uh, two lost fumbles and then an interception thrown. So and um, for the most part, Oklahoma State kept it clean. He he threw one pick, but it wasn't it wasn't detrimental to them. But Oklahoma, man. I, I love to see it, but, man, y'all cannot go in there, especially trying to move to the SEC. You can't be losing games like this at all. Yes, they cannot be losing games like this. And when you said they shot themselves in the foot, you go last week, they had three turnovers against Kansas, 11 penalties, 100 and, 101 yards. And then you go into this week, they got three turnovers in Bedlam, eight penalties for 55 yards it's it's looking like an undisciplined team and in these rivalry games you they're usually one when the team is the most disciplined and taking care of the ball and not committing uh turnovers that end drives and oklahoma had a lot of turnovers that ended their drives yeah um, yeah it was it was ugly dylan gabriel 26 for 37 344 yards one interception what i tell you about that boy bowman 28 for 42 <laughs> 334, no turnovers. It was it was a good game. Um going into uh next week, Oklahoma's gonna play West Virginia. Uh West Virginia is not a bad team at all. Nope. They're not a bad team. They had two running backs actually this week that rushed for over a hundred yards and Oklahoma had trouble with Ollie Gordon, so I'm pretty sure they're gonna have trouble with West Virginia next week. Um, yeah. Oklahoma State goes on on the road to play UCF. Uh, so we just want to congratulate the Oklahoma State Cowboys on a good win. I appreciate y'all making my Saturday because whew, we'll get to that game later in Texas. Cause that, that was real quick, game. though. Real quick, though. <laughs> Ollie Gordon cannot be throwing the ball up like that. <laughs> oh, no, man. Yeah, Did you yeah, see yeah, that duck yeah. he threw, bro? Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. just got to eat that, man. You got to yeah. eat that. I was I dying when they threw that, bro. You know the the what's crazy to me. You know he didn't start playing. I get to starting position to like three games ago. Oh, really? Like, like literally, Oklahoma State was the favorite for the Big Twelve this year. It was supposed to be Texas versus Oklahoma State, and then you had Oklahoma come out of nowhere, and Oklahoma State was losing. I think they lost like two games. People were like, "Oh, this is over yeah. with." But. um 
you know, they they finally figured it out. They're like, hey, you know what? Let's let Bowman have the position, and then let's uh let's have a running back that's probably going to be in a race for a Heisman if he keeps going the way he does. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, and we're gonna go ahead and win the uh, bedlam, last bedlam, and that's how they do it. But I need Oklahoma to keep losing because it just looks bad, and I love it. I love it. <laughs> but let's talk about your boy Jimbo Fisher. My boy? Let's talk about your boy Jimbo Fisher. Even though I did take Texas A&M over Ole Miss, that's the game that I lost to you this week. That's um, crazy. I don't, I don't understand Texas A&M, like, their – Talent composite, like when I mean talent composite, like the talent that they have on their team is literally, I think, second in the SEC. The only team above them mm-hmm. is Georgia. That means they got more talent than Bama. They got more talent than Missouri, Kentucky, all those teams. And they just go out here. In the first half, bro, Ole Miss was shooting on all cylinders. Yes, yes. Like, like Ole Miss was shooting on all cylinders. Dart is going to be a Jackson Dart is going to be a problem. For, What's that man's name? Um, the receiver. Um, man was mossing people. I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now, but man, he was going crazy. Oh, he, oh Trey okay, Harris. Uh, Trey Harris. Yeah, he caught that. Um, I think it was third and twelve. He caught that one handed. Yeah, timeline. bro. Yeah, yeah. This crazy. man was mossing people. He was everywhere on the field. <laughs> Eleven receptions for two hundred thirteen. The touchdown, man. He was going crazy. Uh, I feel like Ole Miss would have ran away with it if uh, if it wasn't for that block kick, and that that really turned yeah. things around for for A and M, and they started actually playing well. But if it wasn't for that, I feel like Ole Miss was just going to run away with the, the the game the way it was going for them. They they were uh, hitting on all cylinders. They could not be stopped for anything. You know, prior to this game, Texas A&M had the best defensive line in the SEC when you look at one talent composite in, like, rushing yards allowed. Could have fooled me. Yeah, because Quishon Judson went for three touchdowns, 102 yards on the ground. Yeah. I mean, it was – Lane Kiffin is a, is a weird coach. Like, he talks to the media a lot. He talks in social media a lot, you know. He still hasn't beaten Nick Saban, which is funny to me because yeah. he wants to do that. But we gotta we gotta talk about Jimbo Fisher, man. Does A and M get him out? Does A and M, you know, get that seventy million dollar buyout? Does it get collected by the Aggies booster this week? Or um, I don't I don't think so. I think they're gonna ride out with him for maybe one more year. And if if it doesn't work out next year, then I think he he'd be out. But I think they're gonna ride with him for one more year at least. For at least, yeah, just one more. I could be wrong, but that's a lot of money just to just let him go right now. You got. I feel like you have to give him like one more season, and then if it's the same same thing, then yeah, you have to let him go. But I don't know. What do you say? How do you they, go? Say they don't make a bowl game. How do you feel? Because they're four and five, right? And next week, who, they, next week they, they could they can definitely be five. They play Mississippi State, which is like the worst team in the SEC right now. Um, who all they got left besides them? Um, let me see. Ole Miss. I, I mean, sorry. Um, Texas A&M has Mississippi State. ACU. So, I I think they still make a bowl. It's not going to be a good bowl, but <laughs> they'll make a bowl. And uh, what's it called? I think they'll they'll be all right. And the, but like I said, one more season, and if it's the same same old thing, yeah, you, he has to go. But right now, I think you just have to ride it out and go from there. And hopefully, I mean, like you said, they have they have the talent. They're just not showing up. You got they just got to figure that out. Figure out how to put all this talent together to have a, a really good football program. Because, I mean, you can have all the talent in the world, but if they're not performing, then what's it worth? You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to be in the auto zone bowl, probably. First <laughs> the auto zone bowl. 
the cricket bowl, board. cricket mobile bowl, or something cricket like that. <laughs> the way they're playing, but yeah, Ole Miss, uh, they're eight and one. They'll head to Atlanta next week and play Georgia Bulldogs, which will be an interesting. That'll matchup. be a good game. Yeah, and, and then the Aggies will host uh, Mississippi State next week and try to become bowl eligible. So we will see how that goes. Uh, good luck to Lane Kiffin to beat the Georgia Bulldogs, and Jimbo Fisher is probably getting away with the scam of a lifetime of how much they're paying him. So, hey, that is what it is. Get your money. Get your money is what you say, but I didn't make sure that this next team, Texas, I need them to get it together, bro. Hey, man, I told you it was going to be a close game, but the way it, it went at the beginning, it looked like Texas was just going to run away with it, to be honest. And then this man, bro, oh, my goodness, bro. Uh, the, bro picks, the, the picks he threw? Horrible. Uh, unnecessary. Unnecessary turnovers. To put Kansas State back into the game, they should have just kept doing what they're doing. Just if when it now give Brooks the ball, bro. That's all you have to do. Just give him the ball and let him run. Cause y'all were already at what seventeen to zero or something like that, and then you just throw the ball up for grabs to nobody. That was crazy to me. It just I don't know. He he has talent, but under duress, just random, just picks here and there. That's not gonna win you football games. They lucky they won this game. To be honest, they barely pulled that out. Even going into like TCU or uh, Tech at the end of the season, it, and if if he's still playing, he, one of these teams might might beat Texas if that's if he's still doing the same things. He has to clean that up for them to uh, keep pushing forward and winning these ball games. But these these turnovers got stopped because I mean he wasn't even like. Um, like a receiver dropped it or something, and the, and the corner picked it up or something. He's just throwing it right to them. Like, you can't do that, man. You can't do that. So on the day, Malik Murphy was 19 of 37. Oh, my goodness. 51% completion rate, 248 yards, and as you said, two costly turnovers. And I know you said you wanted Brooks to have the ball, but Brooks fumbled in a in a very critical time, right? I feel yeah. like... Like, for me, like, to examine the whole game, like, Murphy, he didn't have a horrible performance last last week against BYU. But it wasn't top tier, right? It was enough to get the job done. Yeah. So I'm thinking coming into this game, like, okay, you know, the first game jitters, you didn't get your reps. You know, Archie Manning was in the back of your head probably. They're going to give him the stars. They're not going to give you your chance but you get your chance you don't play great but you don't play horrible right yeah you're gonna come out this game and we're gonna be good first couple series i'm like okay this this is what i need this is you you threw a bomb yeah a bomb down there i'm like oh yeah it's it's a wrap i may not even need yours back if you keep throwing it like that Mm -hmm. and then you throw an interception you threw it to the guy like y'all were playing catch I was like, there's no way. I'm like, okay, all right, I can I can let that one go. But you do it again? Yup. And I'm just like, warm him up. Warm Archie up. Warm Archie up. But then I think back, they're saying Archie is worse than Malik. And it was in the spring game. So do we really have a, another backup with Malik if Archie is worse? Like if all Archie- I'm saying is... Ewers need to be come back Ewers as soon as possible. Ewers needs to come back because I don't know how long this defense can withstand like games like this, but I will say they they're probably we probably have the best defensive line core in the nation. Uh you got Tavondre Sweat and Ethan Burks. They did a great job containing the uh Kansas State rush game. Uh Kansas yeah. only rushed for forty three yards the whole day. It was like <laughs> 28 rushes, so so that's like 1.5 yards per game or per carry. Um, The secondary, however, is going to be a liability. 327 yards through the air. And four TDs. And three of those TDs came in five minutes. I just want to go ahead and say (laughs) that. In five minutes, three touchdowns came. That's ridiculous. 
That is absolutely ridiculous. They Crazy, gotta get that, man. They got to get that figured out because if we're going to go to a national championship game, I promise you, Georgia, Oregon, Florida State, with their wide receiver core, Keon Coleman may go for like 275. Yep. Yep. It wasn't looking good for them at all. I'm, and I mean, he, this dude, Howard, he wasn't playing a great game. This all came like in the second half. Not yeah. even the second half, like the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter. <laughs> it was the fourth quarter. It was like Texas was like, okay, yeah, we won the game. Let's go give up 21 points real quick. Let's, yeah. let's, make, it, let's make it interesting, right? And to be honest with you, I think Kansas State could have won the game. Yeah. Because their their coach made a call, and I'm not mad at the call because obviously I'm a Texas fan, but I'm not as a as a fan of football, college football. I'm not mad at the call because one, you're you're in their stadium, everything's been going good for you. You got the touchdown. All right, cool. Let's go for two. Let's let's go ahead and go for two. But you didn't count on Tavontae Sweat in the defensive line just putting their ears back and say, "Nah, we're not losing this at the crib." Yeah, but I mean, going forward, yeah, I do need Ewers back, man. And quickly, immediately, he puts me in a hurry because if Archie Manny is worse than Malik, I really have worries about the future of Texas quarterback death. And yeah. we're going into the SEC next year. Yeah, that's trouble. It's not yeah. looking well. Nope, got to figure that out quick. But for now, I mean, they won, so um. The their schedule going forward is not super hard, but it's just if he keeps throwing the ball up like this and having these kind of random turnovers that are if any other team I mean Kansas State should have won that game, to be honest. So I mean they got TCU, Iowa State, and Tech left. And you know how that tech game goes most of the time. It's gonna be it's it's, it's in Lubbock at night. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a Lubbock at night and it's gonna be another crab tree situation where he catches the ball. In the last three seconds, and then I'm going to be over here like, well, there goes my season. Yeah, but hopefully yours is back by then. But, I mean, got to cut down the turnovers. Just the way he came yeah, run it. I mean, that's you have that pounds, bro. He can run the ball. Yeah, you have that. You have that in you. Just you just got to do it. And, um. I mean, he came out hot. Just say that. Be consistent with that. And, I mean, you'll be good. Just, I don't know what what happened with in those in those drives where he threw those picks. Because, I mean, it wasn't like a lot of pressure or anything like that. He just threw it up to nothing. I know, <laughs> I know the, the second pick he threw, the wide receiver slipped. Okay. Worthy, worthy slipped. So that was one. But the other one, yeah. it was, it was just like, hey man, I owe you something here. Let me just go ahead and yeah. throw your bone. But, Let me give you a gift real quick, bro. Yeah. So, but but yeah, they go to TCU uh, next week. So hopefully, we can get through these games, and we'll see who's going to be in the Big Twelve Championship. If we have to play Oklahoma State, I'm telling you right now, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. I'm betting that game. I'm taking the over. You think it's gonna be OK State or who do you who else do you feel? Yeah, I think it's gonna be OK State. I don't think OK, okay State's gonna lose from now on. OK State, no. Texas, in Dallas. I might try to get tickets to that because I think I'm off. Oh, bad, big bad, big bad. But, but moving forward, the 88th time these teams have met on the field. And this time it was in Tuscaloosa. You had your Alabama. I forgot the. I even forgot their nickname. <laughs> yeah, it had the Alabama. Oh man, that's crazy. So LSU Tigers in Alabama. It, it, I, I'm not editing that out too. But I just literally a brain fart. But the Crimson Tide, bro. The Crimson Tide. <laughs> I was just gonna let you roll with it, but go ahead. Yeah, no, you ain't gonna help me or nothing. No, right? I, was, I was just gonna let that ride, bro. I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna just let that ride. <laughs> go ahead. All right, but you had your Alabama Crimson Tide and your LSU Tigers. I know they're the Tigers. I got that one, all right? Um, 88th time they've met on the field. This time it was in Alabama, Tuscaloosa. Um, 
for me, that was a shootout. Hey, me coming in this game, I knew that LSU had to do three things to win. They had to continue to do what they've done all year, was is be the best on third downs. They could not turn the ball over, and they had to win the line of scrimmage. Now, Jalen Miro, 15 for 23, 219 yards. No touchdowns through the air. So they got that covered, right? Because he, <laughs> he's got an arm. They got that covered. But what they didn't count on is 20 carries, 155 yards, and four touchdowns. James, all year I've been telling you, Alabama, all they had to do was scheme up for Jalen Milrow to get some RPO plays, and there would be nobody to stop him. Because un- until this game, the best game he's had on rushing was against Mississippi State for 11 carries and 69 yards. So I don't know if Mississippi State is that bad of a defense or if LSU is really that bad of a defense also because <laughs> – 20 carries, 155 yards, four touchdowns. The man was moving. Yeah. You know Juking people out in their shoes, running over people. See, this is what I need Malik Murphy to be like, but we're not going to talk on that. But, <laughs> but yeah, Jalen Miro, he has that 4-4 speed. And through the air, he didn't get it done. But on his feet, he did. I just don't so- under. I, I don't. I don't know. Um, LSU is LSU is a great team. They yeah, got no defense, though. They don't. And they had a lot of injuries coming into this game. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons I thought that Jalen Miro was going to have a great game through the air is because they had all their sophomore and freshmen that were in the secondary because most of the other ones were uh, – most of the other players were out. They were hurt. Um, but Jalen Daniels had a great game. Man, <laughs> he did all he could, man. <laughs> I mean, 15 for 24, 219 yards, two touchdowns, one interception that was costly in the uh, early fourth quarter. He had 11 carries, 163 yards. So it wasn't like Bama was, like, holding him, right? They, yeah. held, every, they held all the running backs, but as far as the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks had their way this game. Exactly. Man, and that's because I wasn't expecting that from Milro just because every time I picked the over for this man to run the ball, never hit. But never. this week, he just, he he decides to do it upsetting times. I mean, good for him, but upsetting times for me because I didn't pick that over. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Jaden Daniels, though, man, he played his heart out. But it's that LSU defense, man. They could not get a stop to save their lives. And Alabama figured out how to get at least uh, one or two stops to end up winning the game at the end, but it was still a crazy shootout. I was, I didn't expect it to be that like like this. I thought it'd be more of a closer game and like low scoring, but total yards between the both of them, LSU four hundred seventy eight total yards and Alabama five hundred and seven. Crazy man, and hey, that was a game, a really good game. I was really hoping that LSU would figure it out and how to. How it pulled out, but it was Alabama. Did I pick the? Did I pick LSU or did I pick Alabama? I don't even remember what I picked last week. You I picked LSU. I think I feel like I picked like I picked LSU. Yeah, you picked LSU. Um, these quarterbacks over three hundred fifty yards, all-purpose yards for both of them. Mm-hmm. LSU, like their big thing this year is they've completed fifty-seven percent of their third downs. They're the best in the college football. So in this game. They were three for ten, zero for three on fourth downs. Alabama was four from nine and zero for two on fourth downs. So they just couldn't convert. They couldn't yeah. get it done. In the second half, they were flat. They only scored seven points in the second half. Bama was tw- scored twenty one. Remind you, it was a shootout first half. It was being yeah. bond, being bond. You come out second half and you only put up. A seven ball is not looking good. Yeah. Um, and their la- their possessions were a touchdown, punt, interception, punt, turnover on downs. That's the end of the game. But what that's we got to talk about is that hit on Jalen. Did, Did I miss this? Hit? I guess no. I didn't see this hit. Oh, so, yeah, because he went out the game. So, Jalen Daniels, um, 
this was in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he he drops okay. back, he throws the ball, and the Alabama defender hits him right. Mm-hmm. Now they didn't call it targeting, but they called it roughing the passer. But he hit him like right on the chin, and then he drove him into the ground. So that's a new rule: is like you can't drive the quarterback into the ground. Like you yeah. can hit him. But you can't like wrap them up and drive them into the ground, right? When the ball, when they're defenseless, they were mad he didn't get the call. Um, do I think it should have been a targeting call? Yeah, I think it should have. But he was he was down for a good minute, got up, got out the game. The backup for LSU don't even know his name. He won't be there next year. I promise you, he won't be starting. <laughs> um, came in the game, they didn't convert. He comes back in the next series, and he's just not – it's just not clicking, right? He yeah. He goes into the tent, and he didn't come out of the tent until the game was over. So, mm-hmm. looking like a concussion. Um, I think it was a bad call on the refs. Um, but hopefully he's healthy because they are going to need it. They go back home to face Florida's, the Florida Gators. Um, the Gators always make this a good game. And LSU is back in Death Valley, so hopefully they get them a little bit of advantage. But if they have to play that backup quarterback and Daniels is not, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's going yeah, to be tough. Alabama has to get on the plane and head to Kentucky. And we'll see if they can stop big old Ryan Davis, you know. so Well, well he got stopped this week, so I mean... I think they'll I be all right. I didn't even watch that game. Kentucky made me so mad when they got steamrolled by Georgia, and I'm betting to, to take it. I'm like, yeah, let's make this a game, right? Absolutely not. Oh, well, I picked the the over for him, and yeah, he didn't hit for me. Absolutely so, not. They got steamrolled. But whatever. It's neither here or there. Now, this this next game... Me and you had some. We had some very good discussions <laughs> about this. We got Washington against USC. The Washington Huskies against the USC Trojans. I'm gonna make sure I pronounce every team. I'm about to say you know you know that one. Yeah, I know that one. Before you um, get into it, before you get into it, I'll give it to to uh, Caleb Williams. He 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 played it. He played well. He balled out. I mean, it wasn't looking good at the beginning with, with the his yardage because it, it was more like, uh, they were running the ball really well. But um, he showed out at the end when they needed him, but they still didn't, still weren't able to pull it out. But go ahead. I just wanted to say, hey, I know I was talking all that hot shit last week about him. He played well. Yeah, he I, was talking some hot shit. Some real <laughs> hot shit. It's fire. I give it to I, him. Go ahead. As you know today, just probably minutes before we started uh, recording this podcast, Alex Grinch got fired from USC, and I don't know what took him so long to fire the worst defensive coordinator in the <laughs> nation. I don't know what took him so long, but they finally did it. I guess it took Caleb Williams to jump the rail and go to his family and for him to start crying to his family because he knows that's it. We're not going to a conference title. We're not going to the playoffs. It's just... I'm just play out this game and I have to go to a bowl, right? That's yeah. It. I don't, man. James, out of ten possessions, Washington scored seven times. Mm-hmm. They punted once. There was one interception and there was one turnover on downs. Yeah, now, under, that, under, they yeah. crazy good. I, I've never. I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go. Just I, I was just I was just saying that uh what's it called? I've never watched Washington. Only only time I, I watched a little bit of them was it when they played Oregon, but I I didn't watch like the whole game. But they hit on all cylinders: run game, passing game. This quarterback serious. I I didn't think they. I I never really thought how good they were until I watched watched this game. And man, they man they there's something there's something crazy. They're more than something. Cause <laughs> that's crazy how you have, what, 270 yards, 280 yards? Yeah. 
Like, come on, bro. At what point do at one point do you just say, I guess today was the point you said, okay, that's enough, but prior to that, go ahead and get rid of him. At least try to salvage a conference championship. And a lot of people are like, oh, Caleb's, you know, he's a crybaby. He, you know, this and that, man. Look, I don't know if people ever play football, but when I lost in the in high school, in the state semifinals, your boy was hurt. Yeah. Boy was definitely crying. It wasn't because our defense was trash. I can tell you that. But that, that hurts, man. He's putting a lot of work into becoming one of the best quarterbacks. That'll probably play at USC. Um, but Michael Penix is that guy. Michael Penix yeah. is, a, is a bad he is man. He's him. He's him. He is definitely him. They and had this a dude, rough. Go ahead. This dude, Dylan Johnson, too, man. 256 yards rushing and four TDs. This man was going wild. They had no answer for this dude. I thought it was just Penix that was that guy, but man, their run game and pass game, it did not matter. They were moving up and down the field. It was it was crazy. I mean, USC, give it to them. They they kept up as, as long as they could, but like you said, that defense, swish cheese, bro. <laughs> Had no type of answer for that offense. Again, uh, Washington offense, man. It was it was crazy to watch just because a they they could do anything they wanted. It was and the receiver what is his name um from Washington uh oh uh oh man I can't even, I'm gonna say his first name I can't say it. uh Rome oh. oh oh you can't say the name right I was talking shit last week uh oh oh don't oh I think that's how you say his name okay. man this man was. Crazy, mossing people and everything. He didn't have like a big game, but the catches that he did have, they were contested catches. But yeah, I'm I'm kind of rooting for Washington, but I'm still an Oregon fan, so I kind of kind of can't. But uh, they're a good team. They're a really good team. If they play again, um, if they play again, Johnson Johnson didn't have that good a game against Oregon. Like I don't mm-hmm. think he even got that many carries. So if if or if Washington has found a rushing game, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be scary for Oregon going into that, um, because I don't, I don't think they got, they got the good, they got a good defensive line. But if if Washington has can pass and they can now use that play action because they have such a great rushing game and they put yeah. make Oregon put seven eight in the box, it's not looking good. But yeah. USC, we'll see them in the uh, Outback Bowl. We'll see. Outback Bowl. <laughs> and Washington, hopefully, will get in a playoff picture. And we'll see if they uh, continue to do what they can do. But overall, it was a great game. I just, I feel so bad for Caleb, man. It's, it's that's a lot of criticism, a lot of criticism to take. Yeah. And he just, you know, he he fell apart to get in the stands and cry to your mom and like be yeah, like and then put it on camera. ESPN was right on him. Yeah, I, I believe right, it. Like you could see it. I'm just like, yeah, man, it's it's over with. Thinking the post game interview, he was like, all I just want to do is go home, cuddle with my dogs, and watch the TV show. That's yeah. defeated. Yeah, right? that's defeated. Like you just want to go home and just chill. Hopefully he didn't go home and watch the highlights, but hopefully <laughs> he didn't watch his highlights because I mean he played he balled out. He did ball out. He did ball out, and that's that's a good thing. But last but not least, James, because you did talk a lot of shit last week, and I'm gonna just make sure I always bring it up. You told me Oregon State was gonna be going to be beat by Colorado. Hey man, listen, <laughs> I don't know what's what's up with this offense, bro. <laughs> That uh, Colorado offense, oh my goodness, bro! They they didn't get nothing going until like five minutes left in the game. From I I don't know. From what I saw uh, when they came into the season, they this man uh, Shadir was throwing like four hundred yards a game, four touchdowns and stuff. And now I don't know what happened to this offense. They have no offensive line. This man's running for his life, getting sacked. Uh, 
throwing just throwing it up praying that somebody catches it out there. Uh Hunter's the only security blanket out there for him right now. It's uh I don't know. It's uh it's ugly. That's all I can say right now. But I did pick him just because hey, I'm I'm still gonna ride with Colorado regardless, but they gotta figure something out on offense because it was ugly. And those last two touchdowns that they scored, it was just basically in garbage time. It it wasn't good. I told you last week. I told you. I said they're going to go. Oregon State's going to come to their house. It's not even going to be a competition. You know what's crazy, though, too? It was their homecoming. I I would not have scheduled Oregon State for a homecoming. Oregon State on homecoming? <laughs> yeah, bro. Crazy. <laughs> Absolutely wild. Who schedules Oregon State on homecoming? Man, I I didn't even know that till I, I looked at uh, I looked at their uh, the game and everything. This is a homecoming for Colorado, and I said, "Wait, what? This is not a good game for y'all to have homecoming on." They but, recorded hey. they recorded fifty two yards in the first half. Man, of offense, we're talking about an offense that was averaging probably three hundred to four hundred yards a game, and they only had fifty two yards in the first half. They made a coaching change, so they made a play calling change. Deion Sanders was like, you know, I'm taking Sean off the play calling. I'm going to put mm-hmm. this analyst on. But hear me out. I'm not. I'm not an offensive expert. Okay, I'm not a defensive expert. I'm just, you know, a guy that loves college football. I can analyze it. If you keep getting beat on the offensive line, would you not just go ahead and put a tight end to make sure that? At least your blind side is being taken care of. Right? Yeah, some type of help. Would you would you not put a running back in the backfield to make sure that they could stop the pressure coming up the middle? You got they needed the wide, to. You got the wide receivers that you wide receivers had some talent. You got Xavier Weaver. You got you know you got plenty of talent out there that can get off the man to man coverage. I didn't see any screens. I didn't see really no bubble routes. It at, at some point we have to start blaming the coaching staff, right? We we yeah. can't blame these kids anymore. I can't I can't be like, yeah, the the offensive line is trash, this and that. What is the offensive line coach doing during the week? What are we doing during the week? Man, they they out there. He throwing up uh, movies just to watch during the week. You know how, uh, what's it called, the end of the school year in high school or whatever, they just put up movies and you just chill in class? That's what they do in their film session. You just throwing up uh, Pocahontas or something. They chilling watching movies. There's no I, way. I know, there's no I don't way. know what he's doing. There's, there's, there's no scheme to help protect Shador. There's no schemes. Like, even I'm watching the defensive line, but they're, they're getting stood up. Like, in Oregon State, Oregon State does have the best Offensive line in the Pac-12, I believe. But man, like, have some fight. Spit, do a spin move or something. <laughs> like, do a spin move. I would, I would have took some penalties. Grab yeah. somebody's face mask or something. Show me that you care because. But the thing Did... is, it's gonna get, it's gonna get worse before it gets better. Like next year, the only thing about good about next year is they're going to the Big Twelve, and it'll mm-hmm. be less. Competition like the Big Twelve defensive offensive line compared to the Pac twelve is like night and day. Like yeah, big difference, right? But at the same time, you gotta have something, bro. Like we, it, you can't hit the transfer portal every year and then try to create a a balanced offensive line. Yeah, you need to take the bat out. You need to sit them on the side. You need to bring a transfer in, and you need a good scheme. I think at the at the at this point in the offseason, Dion's got to look in the mirror and be like, "I got to really start coaching. I can't just be a <laughs> I, I can't be a motivational speaker my whole life. Yeah, I got to really start coaching. I got to really pick the best coaches to put in place for my team to be successful. Because I'm telling you right now." Them boys go to the Big 12 last year, and Shador takes, if he averages, if he gets tacked average four or five times next year, he's not going to play the end of the year. He will skip that bowl game, and he will go mm-hmm. prepare for the NFL draft. Because I'm telling you right now, 
NFL, they're looking at him. He's a great yeah. decision maker. They can get him some protection. Even if he got to go to the Chicago Bears, they can get him a little bit. They can give him at least six seconds, six, seven seconds. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, it it's not looking good. And they have no of, type of run game either, bro. None. Nothing. None. <laughs> like none at all. None. Did you see the total uh, rushing yards for the for the whole game? I didn't even look at the stats. Negative seven rushing yards. But given uh, Shadir took a a few sacks, so it was like he had negative thirty seven. But uh, the running backs four carries seventeen yards, two carries eight yards, five carries six yards. Where, where's the rushing attack? If if you're not running the ball, then keep the running backs in for protection or something. Because obviously y'all y'all don't want to run the ball. Or y'all can't just because there's no kind of type of scheme for the offensive line to help with the pass game or run game. Like there's nothing. You should just run for his life and then just throwing it up for, for prayers and hoping for the best. I'm it's telling you crazy. right now, if I would have got robbed like I did at UCLA, because you know that locker room got mm-hmm. robbed, all the jury. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm coming out with some flame. Yeah, I'm coming out <laughs> with some flame. I'm not coming out and getting beat at home. Coming to Oregon State with the all black jerseys, yeah, nah, bro, they gotta have some pride about that. That's, yeah. that's disappointing. But we're yeah. gonna go ahead and get into these rankings because they did just come out the AP poll top twenty five rankings. You gotta have Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington at number five, Oregon, Texas, Alabama, Penn State, which I don't think deserves to be there. Ole Miss, Louisville, Oregon State, Utah, Tennessee, Oklahoma State made in the top 15, Missouri 16, 17, Oklahoma, 18, LSU, 19, Kansas, 20, Tulane, 21, James Madison, baby, still undefeated, (laughs) still undefeated, 22, Notre Dame, 23, Arizona. 24, mm-hmm. North Carolina, and 25, Liberty, still undefeated. I told you about that man, Fafita. I Fafita? Told you, hey, that man I, real, bro. <laughs> I told you about that man, Fafita. Yeah, he he's real something deal. serious. He's something serious. I didn't believe you, but yeah, he, he's something serious. Watching that game, man. I was like, all right, Charles may, may know what he's talking about. Hey, Fafita is a real <laughs> deal. <laughs> He is uh, random, 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 real quick. Did you see uh, Air Force lose the Army? I didn't see Air Force lose. The- I saw the scoreboard and I was just like, nah, that didn't happen. Yeah. Because <laughs> Army, Army scored like 25 points, right? Yeah. And Air Force only scored three? I was, bro, I was shook. Some, I thought they were I, going I, 23 to three, bro. I got to go watch that game because something must have happened. Yeah, it must have been some internal conflict, like some political stuff that went <laughs> behind the scenes. They were like, "Yo, look, y'all gotta let us have this dub." You know, it's it's the army. You know, yeah, we ain't look, it ain't looking good for us this year. Yeah. Just, just let's have this one. We're gonna give you a little bit off the budget. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we'll have it. We'll have it made up for you. You know? Yeah, man. Because Air Force was ranked and undefeated and put up they three have, points. They're the number. They have the number one rushing defense in the nation mm-hmm. and i think number three in passing so overall yeah. they're like in the top five defense in the nation yeah. and they didn't or yeah yeah i don't know what happened there i thought they were gonna stay undefeated throughout the season but yeah they dropped one against army anyways that, go ahead <laughs> but just speaking on that lsu beat them by like 50 and they only scored three on LSU, and then you go to Air Force and you score twenty five. You go to Army. Oh yeah, you're right. My fault. I touched. I said it wrong. Go ahead. Yeah, something is going on there. I'm telling you, something in the back room happened. Some transactions <laughs> got some transactions got cleared. But that let's check go ahead. Like, All right, we're gonna take this L for you. Yeah, facts. <laughs> the uh, college playoff rankings came out last week. They mm-hmm. uh, ranked. Ohio State 1, 2, Georgia, 3, Michigan, 4, Florida State, uh, 5 was Washington, and 6 was 
Oregon. So those are the first te- two teams out was Washington and Oregon. How do you feel about that? Um, I don't know how – or I feel like Georgia plays a tougher schedule than Ohio State. Nothing against Ohio State. They're, they're still a really good team, but I feel like Georgia should have stayed number one. But that's really all I have for half of that because everything else I, I kind of – I feel like aligned pretty well because um, – I mean, Texas is still right in it at number seven. Oregon lost to Washington, so yeah, Washington should be above them. But uh, the number one and number two spots, uh, I was—I don't know how Ohio State jumped in, unless you have more insight on that than me. But I thought Georgia should have stayed at number one. So how the committee, mind you, the committee is absolutely insane. You—you <laughs> you gotta look at the committee list one time and see who's picking, picking these games or picking these rankings. They based it off resume, strength of schedule, and basically an eye test, like how good they see you playing in the future, right? So they say in Ohio State has a better resume because they beat Notre Dame, um, they beat Penn State, and that was like their top two, like good wins, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for Georgia, I think Georgia's best win was Kentucky. At the time, it was Kentucky, and then they had another win um, against Florida. Okay. For the third, they put Michigan. Michigan best win has been Indiana, but they just <laughs> been they just been killing teams. So yeah, got to give them that right. Florida yeah. State best wins were uh, the LSU game at the first of the season. So that really, while they're number four. But for me, honestly, if I could have done the rankings, it would have been based off resume and everything. I would still would have put Ohio State first because they did win against Notre Dame and they did beat Penn State and Penn State is in the top 10, right? Yeah. I would have put Florida State. I would have put Georgia. Then I would have put Michigan, right? Because Michigan has, out of all the teams that are in the rankings, all of them have played each other. Like, on the rankings on the top 25, one of those teams have played each other. Michigan has played nobody in that top 25. Yeah. Nobody. So, I don't think they deserve to be up there. But at the end of the day, it's going to change every Tuesday. Yeah. And I'm excited to see how it's going to be this Tuesday because Ohio State barely beat Rutgers. Well, not barely, but they were. Nah, Rutgers put up a fight. It was like 9-7 and a half. So, yeah. That the scores that the scores came late, like in the fourth two, they had that pick six and like I think before halftime, but the the rest of it it came like fourth quarter. So Rutgers Rutgers played well. Washington's got to get in. I think somebody's got if if Washington. Here's the thing: I think they kick out Michigan right because Mm -hmm. Michigan plays Penn State this week. I think they kick out Michigan. They put in Washington. And because you know all that scandal and everything's been going on with Michigan, also. yeah. Uh, but he had a whole manifesto about taking over Michigan or whatever. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> Gotta love Michigan. So I think Washington Washington gets in, Michigan gets out. If they beat Penn State, mm-hmm. I think the committee is is going to let this work out and see who loses, who loses first, yeah. and then it's going to all go crazy. But. We need to go over these games for next week because I need my payback. You know, I need, I need, <laughs> I need to get it back. I need to get it back in blood because I'm fifteen to five. What are you seventeen and three? Seventeen to three. All right. So we're gonna go in these games one by one, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. So All first, right. you got Michigan against Penn State, a uh, Big Ten matchup. Who are you taking? I'm gonna take Penn State. Michigan gonna lose this week. Nah, you're wilding. <laughs> you're wilding. All right, All that's right. A dope. I'm this a dope for me. I'm taking Michigan. I'm already looking <laughs> okay. good here. I'm already looking okay. Good. All right, Ole Miss, Georgia. Man, okay. Hear me out. If Ole Miss plays like they played this week, I think they beat Georgia. So I'm gonna take Ole Miss. I'll take an upset this week. Say that. Listen, I'm going to take Ole Miss because they've already proved they can win in a shootout when they play LSU. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to take Ole Miss on this 
into. So we're we're doubled up on the on the on the upsets. Uh, Tennessee versus Missouri, a good SEC battle. Uh, Missouri's gonna take that one. You're crazy. Joe Milton <laughs> is him. I'm taking Tennessee. Yeah, see, I'm telling you, I'm gonna catch up to you. I'm catching up to you this week. All right, all right. Florida State versus University of Miami. Hmm. I'm just taking Florida State on that one. Miami, they they're up and down, so I can't trust them. Agreed. I agree with that. USC versus Oregon. Oregon, bro. Can't go against my team. Ah, Caleb, I really want to go with you this week, but I can't, bro. I'm picking Oregon, too, because I can't. Right. De- oh, you know, even though they fired Grinch, eh, it still ain't looking. It still ain't looking that good. Oregon offense be fine on all cylinders, bro, so. All right, TCU versus Texas. Texas. This uh, this might be like I've been saying the past two weeks. It might it's probably gonna be close, but Texas is gonna win somehow. I agree. It's I hope it's not. To be honest with you, if we if we do lose this game, right? I would have rather us lose to Kansas State than lose to TCU because it yeah, looks, for sure, it looks way worse. Yeah, it, it looks way worse. So. We'll both take Texas. Uh, Alabama versus Kentucky. Alabama. Yeah, I'm going to take Alabama, too. Washington versus Utah. Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to take Washington. We're not going to do mm-hmm. that. We're not going to do that. All right. Here's where we get feisty. Duke versus North Carolina. Not a Duke fan, so I got to go North Carolina. Yeah. That's that's gonna be the win. That's gonna be the one I tied. Oh I'm hell! I'm taking dude. Are you gonna go against? You gonna go against my dude Drake May? I'm going I hope against like, him. I hope he throws like 200 touchdowns next Saturday. You know how many? You know how uh, his completion percentage was over 50 percent this week, right? But you know who they played? Campbell. Okay. I bet you don't yeah. even know where Campbell is because I don't. Nah, the Campbell suit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So man, listen, two. he's gonna throw a good four touchdowns next week. So whatever. Or you know what? I'm gonna put that on the prop for him to throw under whatever it is because you said four. It's probably gonna be like three and a half or something like that. Maybe maybe two. I'm taking under for sure. All right. All right, and last but not least, Ohio State versus Michigan State. Ohio State. I'm gonna take Ohio State too. I, uh, I, I watched Michigan play. Who did they play? Washington play. Oh, I think I watched them play Michigan. Yeah, they're not good at all. But Michigan had their signs, you know what I mean? So you really can't, you know. <laughs> what are they, like two and six or something like that? Yeah, they're, they're not looking yeah, well. They're not, they don't look super good. So I'm not worried about that game. Not well, at all. We'll see how it goes this week. I think I'm going to get a comeback and... Hopefully, Colorado. I didn't put the Colorado game on here because I don't even know who they play. I'm just tired of watching. Who do they play? I'm not sure. I think it's is it Washington State. I, I want to say you're right. Washington State you... hasn't been playing well at all either. No, nah, hey, oh, they play Arizona. Eek. Oh, hey, that's it. That's the game. <laughs> My boy Fafita putting up record numbers. I'm All you. right. Record Relax. Numbers. Relax. Yeah. But I, I'll probably, if, if we did that one too, I'll probably take Arizona. You're going to take Arizona? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fafita's a, he's something serious. Been some I, serious I, I shouldn't have doubted him. Shouldn't but have doubted him. We appreciate y'all coming out, listening to the podcast. Uh, make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's over and under pod with Charles Comer and James Spencer. Uh, the link will be in the bio. Uh, follow us on Instagram over and under pod 23. Uh, yeah, we'll be back and have a safe week. Everybody have a great week and Oh miss. <laughs> we out. We out. Thank you for tuning into the Over Under Podcast. 
please give us feedback on the podcast and leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed. Follow us on Instagram at overunderpod23 and subscribe to our YouTube channel. All links are in the show description section. Thank you and see you next time.